Welcome to Project Lakuta Sichis. This is Sicha Beis of Parshas Ekev in Chelik Yedalit, page 37. We're going to learn here a Sicha about the subject of Limud HaTayre as it relates to women, their obligation in learning Tayre, their connection to learning Tayre, and so on. A very fundamental Sicha on this subject. The Rebbe spoke about this uh, Indian on different occasions. Here is a fundamental Sicha where the Rebbe discusses the connection of women to learning Tayre. So, in this week's parsha is the second parsha of Kriyashma, where it says the mitzvah to teach your children Torah. Long the Gemara, the Gemara learns out the Noshim Einon be mitzvahs Talmud Torah. Women are not obligated to learn Torah. The Omakro lemadatem Moisem as benechem. You teach Torah to your sons. Benechem v'loy benechem. The sons are obligated to learn, and not the girls. So they're not obligated to, to learn Torah, and they're not also obligated to teach their children Torah. So women are excluded of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah. That a woman does not have the mitzvah of learning Torah. Then the continues, Just as she's not included in the mitzvah, of learning Torah, la'atzma for herself. She's not obligated in teaching Torah to her sons, and she doesn't get any schar for teaching Torah to her sons. However, if she's going to assist her son or her husband, with her body or with her money, that is, that they should be able to learn Torah, she gets schar for this along with them. And she has a great reward. They are commanded to fulfill the mitzvah and they're fulfilling it through her, through her assistance. So that's the connection that the Alter Rebbe says a woman has to learning Torah. By the fact that she assists her husband or her son to learn Torah. At the conclusion of that Sif, Messiah, the Alter Rebbe adds and says, However, it doesn't mean that women are exempt of learning Torah altogether. Women do have to learn those halachas that pertain to the mitzvahs that they are obligated to fulfill. To know those uh, mitzvahs, to know how to fulfill those mitzvahs. So women do have an obligation to learn Torah, to know the halachas. So this is a second detail that Alter Rebbe adds in the connection of women to the mitzvah of learning Torah. So the question here is as follows. The fact that women are obligated to learn the halachas that they need to know for their mitzvahs. Who Talmud Torah, the Hanashim Atzman. This is an obligation that they have to actually learn Torah. And this relates to every single woman that has the mitzvahs to fulfill, and she has to learn the halachas to know how to fulfill them. On the other hand, the assistance she provides for her son or her husband, it's an assistance, but she's not actually learning. And another point is her connection to Torah here, he's the Talmud Torah. It's only to the reward of learning Torah. And of whom shall be no baila, of their husband's or her son's obligation to learn Torah. It's not her learning Torah. And it's also only applicable to somebody she yesh lo ben, 
that has a husband or has a son, and also only in a case when they actually need her assistance. And another point that I've adds even more so, this idea that if you assist someone else in learning Torah, so you get reward together with them for the Torah that they learned, that's not something unique to women. This applies to everybody and anybody. When you have one that supports somebody else that's sitting and learning Torah, so it's not only the supporting, but you actually get schar for his Torah that he learned. So... So women are included in this as well, but however, it's not unique to women. So now if so, the question is, so based on all of this, so the Rebbe here pointed out a lot of different details in this short paragraph here, as far as the assistance that a, hus- that a woman gives to her husband. It's only an assistance, it's not actual learning, it's only if you have a husband and a son, it's only in the case when they need your assistance, and in any case, it's not something that you need that's unique to a woman. It's b'chlal, an idea that you assist someone else in learning. If so, If the Altareb is looking to tell us the connection that women have to learning Torah, the first and most important point should be the fact that they are actually obligated to learning Torah, to learn their halachas. And then following that, as an additional point, that also she provides assistance for her husband, for her son, and she gets schar along with them. That should be a secondary point. That shouldn't be the main point. So in the simple reading of what the Alter Rebbe writes here, we can say, once the Alter Rebbe says, that she's exempt of any schar, of teaching her children, so he began that subject regarding her obligation of teaching the children, so the Alter Rebbe is concluding that point and remaining on that topic, that even though she doesn't get schar, but nevertheless, if she does assist, she gets schar with them for the mitzvah that she's helping them do, for helping them do their mitzvah. So the Alter Rebbe is sort of finishing off the subject. He can't jump to another subject discussing that they're obligated to learning their own Torah for their halachas. He began talking about this subject, so therefore he concludes the point. However, this itself needs further clarification. Why does the Alter Rebbe even begin with this point and then conclude this point about the schar that women get for assisting their husbands? The Alter Rebbe should have began right at the beginning of this halacha. When the Alter Rebbe says, Right there, the Alter Rebbe could have immediately added, she doesn't have the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, however, she has to do her mitzvahs, and therefore she's going to be required to learn Teireh to be able to do her mitzvahs, and therefore a woman has to learn Teireh. That should be the first point. Then the Alter Rebbe could continue, so so too she doesn't have to teach her children, but nevertheless uh, she could assist her son or her husband to learn Teireh. So the question of the Rebbe still remains, if the Alter Rebbe is looking to explain the connection of women to Limud why doesn't he begin with the point that a woman has to learn for herself? That's a much stronger connection to Limud than the fact that a woman assists her son or husband to learn Teireh. There's another place where the Alter Rebbe addresses the connection of women to Teireh, and that is in Birchus HaShachar, when it comes to the question whether a woman makes Birchus HaTeireh. Because women have to learn Torah, to know their halachis, 
Nashim Bavarch is Birchas So therefore, they also make the Birchas every morning. Then later, in the parentheses, the Al-Tarebbe gives another reason why they make Birchas because they say the Karbanis in the, before the davening, which even women are uh, davening, so therefore they say Birchas That's a separate reason. The Rebbe will not address that in the Sikha here. But the first and main reason the Al-Tarebbe says is because they have to learn their halachas of Teira, that are negated to them, so therefore they make Birchas so the Rebbe now clarifies, what do we see here? What bracha are they making for this? They're making a birchas ha a bracha on the teira that they're learning. Mochach, this is a proof to the fact, when they learn the halachas, to know, to, they learn teira, to know their halachas, it has the value and the level of learning teira. It's not just a preparatory step. It's not just a hechsher, a preparation, just to have the knowledge to be able to fulfill their mitzvahs. It's actually considered to be an Indian of learning teira. And you can make a birchas teira on it. For example, if someone was to build a sukkah, to cut a lulav, to prepare anything that he has to have for a mitzvah, you never make a bracha on a hechsher mitzvah. So seemingly over here, you can argue the same thing. The learning teira to prepare to be able to know their halachas. But as far as the learning Taita itself, they have no obligation. But yet we say that they make a bracha on the learning Taita itself. What does that prove? That their learning Taita itself has a chshivas, it's significant as learning Taita, so much so that they could make a bracha on this itself, the learning Taita itself. So now the question over here is, What's the source in the Gemara for this? The limud anoshim is halachas atzriches that when women learn the halachas that they need to know who inyan b'fneiatzma that this is a separate thing inyan shalimutayra. This is a learning of teira that deserves a bracha for itself, not just as a preparation. And not just as an introduction, a preparation for the mitzvahs that they'll fulfill afterwards. What's the pshat in this? The simple pshat of the drasha we brought before that women are exempt of learning teira. Mashma the einan the limud teira klal that women are totally exempt of learning teira. The Alter Rebbe himself says, A woman is not in this mitzvah of mitzvah stamateira. She has to learn for the mitzvahs. That's a hachana. That's just to be able to fulfill her mitzvahs. As far as limudat teira is concerned, that's a technicality for something else, not for the Indian of limudat teira itself. So where is the Alter Rebbe taking this from? Beis, the second point, the second question there is, you say to me, there's the Gemara that says, Noshim b'may zachyon. Women, what is their zchus as far as teira is concerned? The Gemara is there, there is discussing the zchus of teira. So what zchus do women have in teira? And the Gemara answers, They bring their children to the yeshiva, to the cheder, to learn teira. And they send off their husbands to go learn teira. That's the zchar, that's the connection they have to learning teira, says the Gemara. Now, when you shall mitzvah but if it's what the Rebbe says is true, that they make a birchas for their learning teira, for their halachas, this is learning teira. It's not just a preparation. There's a chashivas of learning teira. Why is the Gemara asking the question, what is their schus they have in teira? And even if it is a question, the answer would be, should have been, that their schus and their shaykhs, the teir is, that they actually learn teir for their own halachas. 
Their connection is not just that they bring their children to learn Torah. So this Gemara seems to contradict what Alter Rebbe says. Gimel, another thing, in the same Indian, where the Gemara discusses this, so the Gemara asks the question, the Piddish, there the Gemara is discussing, if a woman that's drinking the waters of the Saita has a schus, so the water will not affect her immediately, what's the schus that we're talking about? Schus demai, which schus? So the Gemara says, are you going to suggest a woman has a schus of Torah? She's not commanded to learn Torah, so that's not the schus that could be saving her. So what do we see here? Women do not have any schus Torah. The only schus is, The conclusion of the Gemara is, it's the schus that they have, that they bring their sons or husbands to learn Torah. But a schus of learning Torah for themselves, they don't have. But the Alter Rebbe is saying that every woman has to learn Torah for their own halachas. So they do have a schus of Torah. So what's going on over here? Dalit, another question is, This obligation that women have to learn their halachas, to know these halachas, to know what to fulfill. How do you fulfill their mitzvahs? So you can ask the question, a woman that has full knowledge, she's proficient, and all the halachas she has to know to be able to fulfill her mitzvahs. She has no obligation to learn any of the halachas. She knows everything. So how could you obligate her to make a birchas because she has to learn to know the halachas? She knows everything. How does Alter Rebbe bring this as the first and main reason to explain why women make a bracha? This is not relevant for all women. There are some cases of women that know their halachas and now they're not obligated to learn Torah anymore. The Alter Rebbe should have brought this as a second reason. Could be, it's applicable to many or mo- most women that still have what to learn in order to know the knowledge they need for their halachas to fulfill. But it's not shaykh to all women. So why is this the first thing that the Alter Rebbe brings to explain how, why women can make the bracha of birchas So as the Rebbe points in Ara 11, this is the question of the Beis HaLevi. So to explain all of this, the Rebbe begins as follows. So the Rebbe will go through over here, basically showing us these two halachas of the Alter Rebbe. There's one in Hilchas Talmud Teireh, where the Alter Rebbe focuses primarily on the connection of women to Limadat Teireh, as far as the fact that they support and assist their husbands or their sons to go learn Teireh, and she takes schar with them. There, he, that's the main thing he points out. The fact that they have to learn their own halachas, that's a secondary thing the Alter Rebbe says. When it comes to the halacha of Birchas HaTeireh, here it's the other way around. Here the Alter Rebbe focuses primarily on the fact that they have to learn their halachas, and that's why they make a birchas ha So the Rebbe in the Sikha here will begin with the second point. The Rebbe will begin explaining first, where is the source in the Gemara, that when you have to learn Teireh, just as a preparation for the knowledge, for fulfilling a mitzvah, that makes the limudat Teireh significant for itself. That this is an Indian of limudat Teireh that you can make a bracha on it. Where do you see this? So the answer is, you see it as follows. Isu Gemara, the Gemara says, Gabi Nochri when it comes to a guy learning Teireh. Shenemar, Ashiyasa, Isam Ha'odam Gaimer. The Teireh uses the term Odom. 
Kayanim Levim v'Yisraelim loy nema. Doesn't use any other term whether Kayanim Levim or Yisraelim. So Lamadata, from here we learn, Shafilin Nochri v'Isik b'Tayda. Even a guy that's learning Tayda, b'Shava Mitzvahs did who? Regarding the Shava Mitzvahs that are negayat to them, because as the Rebbe will bring soon, otherwise a guy is not supposed to learn Tayda at all. Harei hukekayin gadol. He reaches a level, he rises to a level of a kayin gadol. That's the chshivas of his learning Tayda. So the Rebbe now explains, what do we see from this? The fact that a guy learning Tayda is elevated to this status of being like a kayin gadol. This is a special level you reach because of your connection to the Tayda that you're learning. Taisus there explains, Why does a Gemara choose this example of comparing someone, and even a guy that learns Tayda to a Kayin Gadol? Because it says regarding Tayda, Tayda is more precious than pearls, and we darshan on the word Pninim, Learning Tayda is greater than a Kayin Gadol that enters in the inner chambers into the Kayin Gadol. This is a unique advantage, a unique level that Taita has. Ella, now that Rebbe clarifies, there's, there's a difference here between a guy that learns Taita and reaches this level and a Yid, Lahavdal. that learns Taita, he actually surpasses the Kayan Godl. He's a level higher. He gets elevated to the status of being like a Kayan Godl. But the point we see over here is, that a nachri that learns Taita gets elevated through the Taita that he learns to be on the status of a Kayin Gadol. Amazing thing. But the question here is, Taita is an inheritance for Yidin. It's given to Yidin and not Gayin. Even the very heter, permissibility for a guy to learn Taita is a Chiddush. Otherwise, a guy that learns Taita is Chayiv Misa. So here we're talking about a special hetter for them to learn Taita. For what reason is this? They have their mitzvahs they have to fulfill. It's only as a result of the mitzvahs that they have. They have to fulfill these mitzvahs. So therefore, as a preparation to have the knowledge how to fulfill those mitzvahs properly, they have to learn the Taita. From where do they have the maila of Taita itself, the significance, the value, the level of Taita itself to be like a Kayan Gadol? From where do Gayan get this? This is a maila that you don't have in their mitzvahs that they fulfill. So seemingly they're only learning Taita as a preparation for the knowledge to know their mitzvahs. So why do they have the maila of learning Taita to be on the level of a Kayan Gadol? So this Gemara is the source where you see since the fact is, the Goyim are obligated to learn these halachas, to know the halachas of their mitzvahs. Otherwise, if they don't have the knowledge, it's impossible to fulfill these mitzvahs that they have. Although they learn Taita only for the purpose to fulfill these mitzvahs, however, the fact that they have these mitzvahs obligates them to learn Taita. They have the full milas, all the advantages that there are in learning Taita. And we define their learning as learning. Not just as a preparation for something else, but if Alpit Taita they have to learn, even though it's only a step that's mukhrich to do for something else, 
Nevertheless, this gets a significance for itself, and this has the mila of learning taita, that they become like a kain gadol. Besigmenachet, to say this in different words. Limat taita zayim mitzvah sayyidei b'nei noyach. When the goyim learn their halachas of zayim mitzvah b'nei noyach. Af she'ene balach atchilu mitzad atzma. This is not an Indian that they have to learn taita. Ki'im b'shvil davar acher. It's for the sake of something else. Ki'im ha-mitzvahs, to fulfill their mitzvahs. Ha'ene sh'alimudu achonu muchrachas ken hechshala mitzvahs. It's a necessary preparation for the mitzvahs they fulfill. The very fact that they must do it, there's no other way for them to fulfill these mitzvahs, it takes on a significance in itself. It has a significance for itself. And this is something that the Rebbe here is explaining to us as a, as a fundamental point, as the Rebbe will bring example for this, that when you have in Teira an obligation to do one thing as a step for a second thing, but... Nevertheless, the first step that you're doing gets a significance for itself. And the same thing over here is the Teira that they learn. And in this case especially, this is a necessary and, a, and you must learn Teira in order to know the mitzvah. There is no other way. So this step of learning Teira gets a chshivas of learning Teira mitzvah datzmai. And therefore, the advantage that you gain through learning Teira not just as a preparation for something else, but the advantage of Teireh, to be like a Kayin Gadol, is even by a guy that learns mitzvis, Although this advantage of being like a Kayin Gadol is not in the case of a person doing a mitzvah, or even a, a guy for sure doing a mitzvah. So this is the answer to the Rebbe's question, what's the source of the Alter Rebbe, that you see that when someone is obligated to learn Teda just for a means for something else, nevertheless the learning of Teda itself becomes significant in its own right. An example for this that Rebbe brings, Dugma Ladova we find by Kotchen. Lekamadeis, according to many opinions, Vahalacha Kamaisan, we paskin like this opinion, Echad Midalad Avedis Shemachshava Peselisba, one of the four Avedis by a carbon, that if the person has the wrong Machshava, it'll passel the carbon, he Hailachas Adamla Mizbech Lazarkai. It's bringing, delivering the blood from the place where the behemoth was shechted to the mizbeach to do the zirika on the mizbeach. Now, this halacha is just a, a preparation. It's a preparatory step. There's nothing that you're actually doing other than bringing it. What's the point of walking with the blood? You're just bringing it for the zirika on the mizbeach. There's no significance it has in its own. Nevertheless, nasach shivis bifnei this takes on a significance for itself. It becomes an Aveda. The wrong Machshava in this delivering the blood becomes possible as well. So this is a general concept that we see in Teda, that when Teda requires you to do A for B, nevertheless, A assumes its own significance for itself. And the Rebbe in the Ha'ada adds, in that case of the Karbanis, not necessarily was it always necessary to bring the blood to the Mizbech. If you shechted the animal right near the Mizbech, that halacha didn't necessarily happen. So therefore there's an opinion, Rab Shimon, that argues. In our case, when we're talking about learning Teireh, there's no way to fulfill the mitzvahs without having the knowledge. So over here, it's a necessary preparation. Everybody would agree that in this case, a necessary preparation assumes its own significance since you're required to do it. So, the same we apply to the learning Teda of women. The fact that they're obligated to learn their halachas. Although they have no obligation to learn Teda for itself. 
They're learning to fulfill their mitzvahs. The learning is for the purpose of something else, for their mitzvahs. Their learning assumes its own significance, and they have a connection to the learning of Torah itself. And therefore, they can actually make a birchas for their learning. This is the source in the Gemara where we see this concept by a guy, and the same thing is by a woman. She's learning Torah for another purpose, but nevertheless, her learning Torah assumes its own significance, and they can make a birchas on this. So now that we understand that their learning Torah assumes its own significance, it's an Indian for itself that they learn Torah, not just as a preparatory step, but the learning itself has a significance. So move on, we can take this a step further, and now we understand as well, their learning Torah that they learn for their halachas is not only relevant and not only important when they actually have the lack of knowledge and are learning for that purpose to know how to fulfill. Because the definition of their learning isn't just as a preparatory step. Since they have to learn as a preparatory step, now it becomes significant for itself. So even when a woman knows everything, there is a significance to her learning Torah, her halachas. Even a woman that knows all of her halachas, and she knows how to fulfill them, the woman has a connection to learning Torah. Even this woman that does not have the need to learn Torah for their other halachas, to know their halachas, but the halachas of a woman that she learns assumes its own significance that a woman learns Torah. And therefore she can make a birchas ha on this, whether it papayal is supporting and a preparation for her fulfilling of mitzvahs, whether or not, it assumes its own significance. But Pizem move on, based on this we understand, Mashedayik Admara Zokim V'Kosav, V'tam D'noshem M'varches Birchas ha Tam Zed Dafka Kirishem V'ikri. This is the main and first reason that al brings to explain why women make a birchas ha It's here in this point that you see that yesh l'noshim shaychas l'teira mitzad atzma. That women have a shaychas to teira itself, not only as a preparation. Because they have to learn as a preparation, it becomes significant in itself, and that's why they make the bracha. That's the main point of their bracha. Okay, but now the Rebbe comes back to the opposite point. On the other hand, in the Gemara we see, and al Rebbe himself in another place we see, emphasizes a completely different point in the woman's connection to Teira. That their only schus they have in their connection to Teira is the fact that they support and assist their sons and husbands to learn Teira. Omnam now, but not based on this, the Chiyuv and Shalanoshim Lulmad Alachas Asrichas When they learn for their Alachas, it's not just a preparation. That assumes its own significance of learning Torah. So now the big question becomes, what's Pshat in the Gemara when it says, the only schus in Torah they have is, is the support that they give to their husbands. Why are we saying that? They have a shaykh to limit Torah itself. So, the Pshat here is as follows. Yes, we explained. When they learn Torah for their halachas that they have to know, they're learning Torah. They have a connection. The Torah itself, they learn, is significant for itself. Because, nevertheless, where is this learning Torah coming from? What is it a result of? 
of the fact that they have an obligation to fulfill mitzvahs, to fulfill their mitzvahs, you can't say that they have the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh. They have the significance of learning Teireh, the chshivas of Teireh, to be in a level of a kain gadol, to have the mile of Teireh. Yeah, true, they have the mile of Teireh, they can make a birchus at Teireh, but the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, they're not obligated in the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh. They're learning Teireh to not fulfill their mitzvahs. That point remains. To say that they receive the reward, that a person that is commanded in this mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, that, that's not, that they don't have. That level of reward, which is a unique kind of a schar, for this mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, in the end of the day, the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, they don't have. Similar to what it's explained regarding the Bnei Nayak that learned Torah for their mitzvahs. Yes, their Torah that they learn has a great significance. And he's on the level of a Kohen Godel. However, the schar, the unique schar of a person that's the commanded for the mitzvah of Talmud Torah that they don't get. The schar is only like a person that's not mitzvah So that is the unique aspect that the Gemara is discussing in Saita and in Brachis and in other places where the Gemara asks the question, Why the Gemara does not say that the women get a schar for their learning Taita, that they have to learn their own halachas. When the Gemara there says, A woman is not commanded to learn Torah. Then the Gemara says, True, she's not commanded. What is the Gemara addressing? Which detail of Lumadat Torah is the Gemara focusing on? The Mitzvah Va'isa. Is she commanded in the Mitzvah of Torah? That's the question. Here in this Gemara we're discussing, not that you can't find by woman an obligation to learn. It's not true. She has to learn for her halachas. This specific unique reward for being obligated and commanded to learn Torah, there's a unique schar, that's a unique protection that's only for an individual that's actually commanded to learn Torah. It's that detail that the Gemara is focusing on. The fact that women have to learn their halachas to know how to fulfill their mitzvahs. Yes, she's learning Torah and she has a connection to the preciousness and the greatness of Torah. True. Doesn't change the fact that she's not obligated, not, 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 not obligated, she's not commanded to learn the Torah, the mitzvah she doesn't have. Obligated she is, but she's not commanded to learn Torah. This unique schar that the Gemara says, magna kula hai, that it gives an extra protection, that's what the Gemara is addressing. So therefore, over there, the Gemara does not bring up the Indian of the fact that they learn their halachas. So what does the Gemara say? The Gemara says the fact that she assists her son and her husband in learning Torah, there she gets the schar of mitzvah v'aisa of learning Torah. The mitzvah of limudat Torah, she gets that schar. So here the Rebbe is going to clarify what's the pshat in this. What does this mean? Because she assists her husband, so therefore she gets the schar of the limudat Torah, of the mitzvah of limudat Torah. Amnam, 
fact that she helps her son, her son or husband, that they could learn Teira. So over here, she actually takes reward of the Teira, of the mitzvah of Teira with them. And she has a great reward. They have the mitzvah of Talmud Teira. They do have the mitzvah, and they're only doing it through her. That we're talking over here about the schos of the mitzvah of Teira. So the Rebbe now will explain this. Why is this the just? Because of the fact that she lends assistance to her son or husband to learn Teira, that this is so powerful that she has the schos and the schad of the actual mitzvah of Teira itself, although she herself is not obligated. So the explanation, Abir is so we can ask the following. Why does she divide or take schar along with her husband in supporting him and assisting him in learning Teireh? Because now the husband could learn Teireh through her. Can't we give the following example? A person that gives money to a poor person. And then the poor person takes this money and goes and does a mitzvah with it. He takes the money and he buys himself food for Shabbos. Or any other mitzvah. We don't find anywhere. The person giving the tzedakah, we don't find that the, the giver, that the person giving tzedakah, takes reward together with the poor person in the actual mitzvah that the Ani did with this money. He has the reward of doing the mitzvah of tzedakah, but not the reward of the mitzvah that the Ani decided to do with this money. So why is the assistance that a husband, that a wife that is, gives to a husband the learning Torah so powerful that she takes schar together with the husband, his schar of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, she takes schar together with him in this. Why? He's learning the Torah, she's just assisting him. It's his learning a Torah, it's his mitzvah, she's just an assistant. So the answer here is, you can't compare to the case of a person giving money to tzedakah to an ani. When a person gives tzedakah to a poor person, he gives him the money, and now it's his money. And then afterwards, when this person decides to do a mitzvah with this money, it's money he owns, it's his decision, it's his money that he decides to do a mitzvah with it. The rich man came and gave him tzedakah, gave him money. Later on, the Ani went and decided to go and buy food for Shabbos and do a mitzvah with it. What does it have to do with the assistance of the usher? That's just a cause. But it's not a direct involvement in the mitzvah that the Ani himself is doing. But over here, the assistance of a woman, the woman that's assisting her son or husband, bringing him, bringing him into the cheder, sending him to the shul to learn. It's a direct involvement. It's a direct assistance in the mitzvah of learning Teireh. That's what she's doing. It's not just uh, like in that case, the person gives stock to the Ani, then the Ani decides what to do. Over here, she's sending him, she's bringing him, she's bringing him to learn Taita. She's participating and assisting in the actual mitzvah itself. This is an assistance in the mitzvah itself. Over here, Over here, she takes reward in this mitzvah itself together with the husband. 
She gets a portion of the reward of the learning Teira of the husband or the son. So this is a different kind of assistance. This is the direct involvement in the mitzvah of Limit Teira itself. She's the going and pushing him and encouraging him and sending him off or delivering even, bringing her child to go to the Chayda to learn Teira. So that assistance gives her a connection, a deeper connection to the mitzvah. She gets that reward of the mitzvah of learning Teira. The Rebbe brings an example for this. The fact that an assistance gives you the reward of the mitzvah, you find by the mitzvah of having children. So the Ran says, Isha, a woman. The mitzvah of Piriviribya does not apply to her. It's the man's mitzvah. She does have a mitzvah here. She is assisting her husband in fulfilling this mitzvah. Because of that assistance, she gets his mitzvah. She gets a portion with his mitzvah. So the explanation here is, the way the husband fulfills the mitzvah of having children, by being with his wife. The act of the mitzvah requires the wife to participate together with the husband. It could only be fulfilled through both of them together. So So since she's actually assisting in the mitzvah itself, it's not like in the case of the Oni, which is assisting, the, 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 the rich man gives him money, and then he goes and decides what to do with it. Here it's an assistance in the, action, in the act of the mitzvah itself. So So therefore, although she's not obligated, but when she gives that assistance, she has a, a, a part in the actual mitzvah itself. That's by Pirvidivya. So from there we could learn the same over here as well. The same point we could apply over here to Pirvidivya. When she has a direct involvement in assisting her son, her husband, in learning, this mitzvah is being done with her participation. The fact that her husband is sitting and learning is through her. She's enabling this. So she also has a mitzvah, and she has a connection to her husband's obligation and mitzvah of learning Torah. This is the pshat over here of what the Gemara is saying, that a woman gets the schar of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, because the husband has a mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and she's involved in the mitzvah itself, she's assisting in the mitzvah itself, and therefore she gets a part of the schar of the mitzvah. Okay, but the Rebbe now probes a step deeper, and the Rebbe here will further clarify this, since we brought that the source of this concept, where we find an example for this, that when you give an assistance, you have a part of the mitzvah, is from the Ran, regarding the mitzvah of Piriviribya. So the Rebbe will look deeper there into the Lashon of the Ran, and L'chayre, you can ask that it's not necessarily so. If you take a look into the words of the Ran himself, It's not fully clear what he means when he says that the woman assisting the husband in his mitzvah of Piriviribya, that she has a mitzvah. In the actual words of the Ran, it could be interpreted in two ways. Aleph, you can say, all the Ran means is Yeshla mitzvah stam. She has a mitzvah, not the mitzvah of Piriviribi. She has a mitzvah of assisting. Hainu meaning, The command to fulfill this mitzvah, she doesn't have. She's helping her husband do his mitzvah. So Yeshla Gankim mitzvah. Assisting someone in doing a mitzvah is a great mitzvah in itself. So she has a mitzvah of assisting her husband doing his mitzvah. 
Aval Eilam Mitzvah Rabba the Piriviribya. This great and special mitzvah, as it's described in Chazal, that it's a, this unique mitzvah of Piriviribya, in the words of the Ran, it's not clear if he means to say that she actually has a chalik in the mitzvah of Piriviribya. That's one interpretation. Base, however, we could go a step further and say, Yeshla mitzvah, when the Ran says that she has a mitzvah, what do we mean over here? Is we mean this mitzvah. When she is doing the act of the mitzvah together with her husband, she has a chalik in this mitzvah of Piriviribya. So if so, similarly, we could have the same doubt regarding saying that a woman that assists her husband in learning Teda, what does that mean? Does she only have the schar as an assistance? She has a mitzvah of assistance. Or no, because she's assisting and involved in the mitzvah of limited Teda to help her husband, she actually has a schar of the mitzvah of Teda. So this Ran uh, is not a clear 100% source to the concept that we're using over here, but to limit that that she actually gets a schar of Talmud But the Rebbe says, when you look at the words of the Gemara, when it talks about the schar that the woman gets, when she assists her husband in learning, so what does the Gemara say? It's split with her wife. Sort of split, it's to get together the husband and wife. You divide, she takes a portion of the schar along the husband and wife together. The Gemara doesn't use a more usual term that she takes a reward. She gets a reward for what she did. So mochach, this expression of the Gemara is clear, like the second way we said before. The yeshla chelek b'mitzvah talmatayrim mamish. That this assistance gives her a schar and a, a, a connection to the actual mitzvah of Teda itself. The Haina Kanal, as we said before. This mitzvah of learning Teda, which the husband or son are actually commanded to fulfill. Nasis Bezrasa is being fulfilled with her direct involvement and assistance. The Gamal Yodav, their learning is enabled through him. Through her, that is. So she has a, por- a portion, not in a mitzvah stam, but in this mitzvah of Talmud she splits it with them. She takes a portion of this mitzvah, like somebody that's obligated in the mitzvah of Talmud Since they are doing the mitzvah, they are, they are commanded, and they're doing the mitzvah through her. So, if so, we can apply the same thing also, in the assistance that a woman gives her husband. In the midst of Piriviribya, when she assists her husband to do the mitzvah, she actually has a portion of this mitzvah of Piriviribya. So interesting, in the beginning the Rebbe is bringing Piriviribya as an example to show this idea regarding Talmud Teireh, that if you assist, you get a part of that mitzvah. And now the Rebbe is saying, on the other hand, from Talmud Teireh, where the Gemara uses the term Palgon, or the Alter Rebbe uses the term Chilekes, we can learn back, when you get to Piriviribya, that a wife's participation in the mitzvah actually gives her a part in this mitzvah of Piriviribya. Okay, so this explains the Pshat on the, in the Gemara, why the Gemara says that if you want to focus specifically on the unique schar of the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh, the only way a woman has a connection to the mitzvah of Talmud Teireh is by the fact that she's assisting her husband and then she gets a part of that schar, of the mitzvah that the husband or son is obligated to fulfill, commanded to fulfill. 
But now the Rebbe goes back and says, if so, if we're taking this so far, and we're saying that because she assists, and the question will be, so she has a part in this schar, she actually takes a part in the mitzvah of Talmud like a person that's commanded. She's assisting in a direct assistance. She gets a part of that mitzvah that schar of mitzvah v'aysa. So why wouldn't the Altarebbe bring this up in the halachas where he is asking why she makes a brach of birchas ha-teira? At least as an additional reason to explain how a woman can make the bracha. Here we clearly see that she has a direct connection to the mitzvah of learning Taita by this assistance. So why doesn't the Alter Rebbe bring it up? But the Rebbe points out the Alter Rebbe should bring it up only as a tam naisif, as the Rebbe explains in the Ha'ara, because this is not something that's necessarily applicable in all cases. Not every woman is in a situation where she has a son or a husband to support or assist in learning Taita. So therefore, the Alter Rebbe says, but at least as an additional reason that applies to many women, this should be brought up as a reason why she can make a birchas ha-teira. So for Yuvenzeh, the Rebbe says to answer this, so let's bring back the Ran that we mentioned before regarding Piri Viribya. And there's one more detail here which explains why this is irrelevant, this point, his assistance to her husband is irrelevant as far as the bracha of birchas ha-teira is concerned. So for Yuvenzeh bahaktim kushyasem there's a question that the Mepharshim asked on the Ran that we just said, that when a woman assists her husband in having a child and fulfilling the mitzvah of Piriviribya, she gets the mitzvah of Piriviribya as well. There's a Gemara in Yuvamus that says, There's a woman that came, and she demanded of her husband to divorce her. Why? She had no children from him. So she wanted a get. He said to her, but you're not commanded in this mitzvah. You, can't, you have no right to use this as a basis to get divorced if you, know, you don't even have this mitzvah. So she answered him, true, I don't have a mitzvah, but this woman, in other words, myself, I don't want to be in my old age with a cane without any children. So that's, I don't have a mitzvah, fine, but I, I want to have children. And that this should be enough of a basis for me to be able to demand a get. That's the Gemara in Yuvamis. So the Hikshu, the Mepharshim here, ask, Why didn't she respond stronger? You're telling me I don't have a mitzvah? I can't use this as a basis to, to demand a get? I do have a mitzvah. If I'll get married to somebody and I'll have children, I, I'll support him and I'll assist in the act of the mitzvah. And I do have a mitzvah. This is a much better answer. What is she answering? She's saying, oh, you're right, I don't have a mitzvah. But still, I want children anyways. So that's why I, I, I could demand a get, which is a good enough of a reason to demand a get. But she should have said a better reason. I do have a mitzvah. I want to get married to somebody and I'll actually have the mitzvah. So the Rebbe says, what's the pshat? Achabir. So the answer here is, Yes, it's true. She supports and assists in the act of the mitzvah to be able to do the mitzvah, to have children. But, this is not something she's obligated in. It's, it's, a, it's voluntary. It's, it's her choice. If she wishes, she can get married and assist her husband in fulfilling the mitzvah. And then, she'll have a portion in this mitzvah. On her own, 
That doesn't, it doesn't take away the fact that she does not have a command and she's not obligated to do this. She's, it's just a, a choice that she can make if she wants or she doesn't. Well, move on, if so, it's understood. She can't use this as a basis to demand of her husband a get to have the ability to fulfill this mitzvah of She's not commanded. It's not an obligation. So how are you demanding a get for something that's not an obligation for you? If and when she does go and assist her husband in the act of the mitzvah, so then, so then yes, she does take a portion in the mitzvah like him, together with him. So therefore, she understood that that's not an answer. And the only thing she said was, her only basis for demanding a get was, I don't want to be in my old age with a cane, without children. And that's a good basis, that's a good reason to be able to demand a get. That's what we see there, the, the pshat, the Rebbe says, is regarding the case of Piriviribya. Yes, it's true, she gets schar and she's assisting, she's part of the mitzvah, but in the end of the day, it's not an obligation, it's voluntary. So, the same applies over here when it comes to a wife's assistance to the husband learning Teda, or a mother's assistance to the children learning Teda. She assists them and she gets a reward with them. It's completely up to her. It's totally voluntary. If she so desires, she can participate in the mitzvah of Talmud in their husband or son's mitzvah. They are commanded to do this mitzvah. An obligation she doesn't have. So if so, says the Rebbe now, this can't be used as a basis to explain why she could make a bracha. This is not brought, the Rebbe doesn't bring the idea that she assists her husband or son in learning Teireh, and she takes schar along with them. In the mitzvah, in the actual mitzvah of learning Teireh, the Alter Rebbe does not bring this as a reason why she makes a bracha satayra. Why not? In the end of the day, an obligation she doesn't have. You can't say So we can't say that she's making a birchas because she's assisting her husband or her son with their learning teira. That's not an obligation she has. If it's not, if it's only a voluntary, her choice, that can't be the basis for her making the birchas so the Rabbi here in the Sikha does clarify and adds the word Lukula Alma, because in the end of the day, there is an opinion, and this is the opinion that we actually Paskin like, that regarding mitzvah, which a woman is not obligated to do those mitzvahs, but if she wants to fulfill them and make a bracha, she could make a bracha, although there's no obligation. So the same would seemingly apply over here. But nevertheless, it's not Lukula Alma. There is a, an opinion that holds, the Beis and others hold that they don't make a bracha. And besides that, the Rebbe says here in the context of what the Alter Rebbe is saying, where he's speaking about birches hashachar, to make the brachas. He's speaking about the fact that men and women are equal in saying birches hashachar, including birches hatayre, to say that men and women are equal in this bracha. And the reason would be because women have to support their husbands in learning tayre, she's not equal in that sense at all. The husband is obligated to learn Teireh. She's not obligated. So to bring this as a reason, as a basis for her making a bracha, birchas within the birchas hashachar, the same as the men, it's bachlal out of the context. It doesn't, it doesn't come here in here at all. Therefore, the Alter Rebbe doesn't bring it. 
So this is all the Negeet al Rebbe, where he explains the basis for a woman making Birchus Atayra. The only basis we have for that, says the Alter Rebbe, going back towards this, what we learned before in the Sikhi here, is because women have to learn halachas at Srikhis Shalahen. And since it's a Dava HaMukhrech, there's no way they could fulfill their mitzvahs without knowing the halachas. So therefore, the Limud HaTayra takes on a significance for itself. It has the Shivas of learning Tayra. And therefore, they make the Birchas HaTayra. That's the basis of Birchas HaTayra. On the other hand, Om Noam Behilchas Talmud Tayra, in the halachas of Talmud Tayra, Shemavayer, there the Alter Rebbe explains, the Af, Isha, Eina Metzuve, B'mitzvah, Talmud Tayra. So there the Alter Rebbe begins, and the theme that he's discussing is the mitzvah, the mitzvah of Talmud Tayra. Is a woman commanded, is she part of the mitzvah of Talmud Tayra or not? So there the Alter Rebbe says, Mekomokim, Yesh L'shaychus L'mitzvah Zu, that she does have a connection to this mitzvah. So here the theme is not Birchus HaTayra, the theme is not whether she can make a bracha on Birchus HaTayra. We know she can make a bracha on Birchus HaTayra. But how about as far as being commanded in the mitzvah of Talmud Tayra? That's what we're discussing over here. So, so here the first point the Alter Rebbe says is, here the Alter Rebbe brings this point first, which is the point that she assists her husband or son to go and learn Tayra. Why? Because she assists her husband, now her connection is, Aleph number one, it's not just that she has a connection to Teira, the preciousness of Teira, being like a Kayan Gadol, but she has a unique connection to the mitzvah of learning Teira. She's assisting and directly involved in her husband or son's learning Teira, that there are mitzvah said, They have the mitzvah of learning. She gets that unique schar of the mitzvah of Talmud Teira. And Bey is another point. This is a connection she has to the entire Teira. She divides the schar and she takes schar along with her husband. Equal, same kind of a schar. He's a mitzvah vayse, and his fulfilling the mitzvah he has is only through her assistance. So they participate together in the act and being able to do this mitzvah. She gets schar together with him in this mitzvah of learning Torah. That's a much more powerful point. On the other hand, the fact that they're obligated to learn their halachas, she has a connection to the Teira. Not just as a preparation, but she actually has a shaykhis to the Teira itself. As we explained before, she has a connection to the level and the advantage and the greatness of Teira itself. In the end of the day, She's only learning as a result of the fact that she needs to know the information to do her mitzvahs. And this is not a direct connection and a direct involvement in Talmud Teira that she has. To have that unique schar in the mitzvah of Talmud Teira, as much as it's true that she must learn Teira to know her halachas, but it's all as a result to know her halachas. The mitzvah of Talmud Teira she doesn't have in this sense. So therefore, l'chein mevi zelo b'soif So the Alter Rebbe only brings this in the end as an additional point. The main thing where the Alter Rebbe is discussing the mitzvah of Talmud Teira and Hilchas Talmud Teira, that's his discussion, the mitzvah of Talmud Teira. Here the Alter Rebbe says the main point is her connection to her husband's mitzvah of Talmud Teira, which is chelek eschad together. Okay, so this is the conclusion of the Hezbar of the Rebbe Al-Pinigle, the Nigea to the different aspects of a woman's connection in learning Teira. The fact that she's mochrech to learn Teira for her halachas, 
that connects her to Teira on a very, very strong level. She can make Birchus at Teira and the preciousness and the holiness of Teira she has. But then on the other hand, there's another connection she has through assisting her husband in learning Teira. And then she participates together with him in the actual mitzvah of mitzvah v'aisa and limit Teira. It's two different points here. Now that Rebbe applies this to the relationship between Yidin and the Ebeshter, that in Chazal are compared to a Ishvisha. The Ebeshter and Yidin, Nikru Kaviyachal, are referred to, so to speak, as Ishvisha, a relationship of husband and wife. So, What's the purpose of creation? Fill the world and conquer the world. What does this mean? What is the real concept of conquering the world in the spiritual sense? To conquer the world and elevate it out of its concealment. And drawing into the world. To bring into the world a godly revelation that's above nature. That's the true concept of conquering. That you completely rid it of nature, elevate it out of nature, and you introduce in the world a revelation of godliness that's higher than nature. So the ish, the man, which in this case is the metaphor for the Eibishter, it's customary for the man to conquer. Meaning, in this case, a created being on his own does not have the ability to change nature. To conquer the world in this, to this extent. The Eibishter, the creator of the world, could introduce into the world a revelation that's beyond the nature. So this mission, to conquer the world, but who actually fulfills this? Who actually does the Aveda in the world to bring in that revelation? It's the Yidin. It's the Yidin here in this world. Although we said that you need the assistance from the Eivishter, the Beira, to bring that revelation from above nature, but it's the Yidin that do this how? Through the Kayach of Teira, through the Teira that they learn. Because the Teire, even after it descends below and relates to matters in this world, the Teire always remains above, removed of the reality of this world. Therefore the Gemara says, Any objects don't come close to the value of Teire. Meaning, Even holy objects, like the mitzvahs, don't come, don't compare to the holiness of the Teire. What's the Pshat? When it comes to all mitzvahs, they relate and come into physical, into the physical objects that you fulfill the mitzvahs with them. But the Teireh, even after it comes down and discusses and relates and talks about the Gashmis of the world, it says regarding Teireh, Teireh remains like fire. Teireh is like fire and fire is not, is not susceptible to any tumat, any impurity. Teira is not susceptible to any tumma, it remains above. So Teira is on one hand present here in this world, we could learn Teira here below, and yet Teira remains removed from the reality of the world. The Rebbe says, Teira is higher than being described as an object from the heaven, rather it's Shamayim Atzmon. This is a diak of the Alter Rebbe and Teira Er. Teira is considered to be Shamayim itself. It remains Himmeldic, it remains heavenly, even after you have the Teira here below. That's the Kayach that the Yidin have to actually fulfill this Dira B'Tachtainim, to conquer the world, it's through the Teira. So although on one hand, it's only the Ish, the husband, the Eibishter, that can fulfill this, but the Yidin, through learning Teira, are able to do this. So Yidin, 
Although the women are compared to the wife that doesn't have the mitzvah of learning Torah, does not have that ability, does not have that obligation, but yet, if they assist and they do the shlichus and they learn Torah, by learning Torah, they do assume and get the mile of learning Torah. The Eden become rulers over the nature of the world to conquer the world. So much so that Eden here below could actually change the nature of the world. The Yerushalmi says, and this Pasuk, when a Bezdin gives a Psak, they can actually change the nature of the world through their Psak. So this Lechayda relates to the first point that the Rebbe said before, that although a woman is not obligated to learn Teda, she's only learning Teda for a means of something else, to be able to know how to do her mitzvahs. But when she learns Teda, she gets unified with the Teda, she gains the advantage and the significance of what Teda itself is. The same thing also with Yidin, although Yidin don't have the same obligation or the same power, that is, as the Eibishter, as the Beira Elam, yet when Yidin learn Teda, they connect to the Teda and they get the same power as Teda to be able to fulfill their mission in this world. It's one point. Another point, Since the Yidin are the ones that are assisting the Eibishter in conquering the world, he's the only one that can do it, but the Yidin are the ones that actually fulfill and are helping in getting this done. Right? Similar to the point that we said before, the husband has the mitzvah, but the woman comes and assists. The Yidin come and assist. The whole kayach for this all comes and who, who's the one that really has the mitzvah, the power for this is the Eibishter. comes through the Eibishter through the Teireh. But the Yidin are using this Kayach and they're assisting in this. Nasim heim, shutfum HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Yidin become participants, partners with the Eibishter, b'mitzvah zu, v'aveideh zu, with this mitzvah and with this aveideh, which is tachles b'riyas ha'elam, the purpose of creation. O as it says in the Gemara, Nasa Shutufla Kadish Baruchu Bemaisa Bereshis, that a Yid through doing his Aveda in this world gets elevated to becoming a partner along with the Abishtar, like the woman that assists her husband in the act of the mitzvah of Piraviribya, or in the act of the mitzvah of learning Taira to have a direct involvement in his learning Taira. It's the same with Yidin, that Yidin are assisting the Abishtar Kavayachl to fulfill the Dirabitahtainim to conquer the world, and Yidin become a Shutufla Kadish Baruchu Bemaisa Bereshis, and the purpose of creation.